So now, I want to encourage you to get your Bible. If you don't have your Bible already, get your Bible, get a pen, get a paper, uh, because our teacher today is going to lead us deeper into the book of 1 John. We're studying about living in the know. Uh, we're studying about how we are to live in the know, that those who live in the know, they live with confidence, they live with power, they live with passion. And we're going through the book of 1 John every Sunday. So get your, get your uh, pencil, get your paper, and watch this video. Watch this video. And after this video, our teacher today, Pastor Kenny Martin, will break the bread of life with us this morning. Watch this uh, video to the glory of God. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, put your hands and give God some praise in the house. Let's continue to worship and give thanks to God. We honor God in this holy place. Come on, put your hands together. We honor God. Come on. We come to honor the Lord. And Father, we thank you for our pastor. Come on, let's, let's thank God for our pastor, Pastor Brian and Pastor Laura. We thank God for them. And we honor the word of God this morning. And we are open to the Holy Scriptures. Now we pray together. Seek the Lord together. Let's pray. Now take my mind, God, and think with it. Take my body and stand up in it. Take my mouth and speak through it. Wrap me in your mantle this morning to teach the holy writ. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And all God's people said, amen. Now let's get ready for the word of God. Uh, we're looking at walking in the know. And uh, for the students of the word, make sure you have your Bibles. Uh, my title for the message is Do Not Love the World. Find somebody close to you and tell them, Do Not Love the World. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and we'll begin at verse 15. It says, Do not love the world. Or, look at this word, the things, I would underline that, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. The love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, let me repeat it again, for all that is in the world the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Look at this. Is not, I underline that in my Bible, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away. And the world is passing away. And the lust of it. But he who, I underline this in my Bible, but he who does the will, he who does the will of God abides forever. We talked about abides, remains forever. 
forever. Now, I want to walk through these scriptures. Uh, I want to walk through these three verses. Uh, first, verse 15, it says, begins with the title of this message, Do Not Love the World or the Things of the World. Here we see Apostle John giving a warning, uh, a caution to the church. And not just to the church of that day, but for us today. Against the love of the world, I want you to hear this, pertaining to ungodliness and worldly lust. Ungodliness. What is ungodliness? It's a, uh, it's a lack of respect to God. Ungodly is just wicked or just walking in your own ungodliness. Uh, it's ungodly lust. The dictionary defines ungodly as dreadful, atrocious, immoral, just plain bad. The dictionary, the Soros, defines it as bad as evil, sinful, wrong, corrupt, foul, profane. It uses the word nasty, just nasty. <laughs> Uh, vicious, heartless. I mean, I looked it up and it's just a long list of crooked and dirty and rotten, just plain old rotten. Who wants to be rotten? I don't want to eat nothing rotten. How about you? I don't eat nothing rotten. And the Bible says ungodliness is rotten. I had to stop reading the list because ungodliness will keep going and going. It drains you of everything that is good in you to decay or to destroy your spirit. Our lead pastor, Pastor Brian, teaches us in point one, and I quote from the sub, point number one, stop loving the world. The word love means to sacrificially give. Uh, we're not to sacrificially give to this world. We are not to, uh, and, and we are not to give sac sacrificially, uh, give our ways, uh, our lives to the ways and values and systems of the world. We are not to be, not to center our lives and our families around the ways of the world. Are you tracking with me? And I quote, Paul said in Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Come on, stay with me. I love the teaching here. And I quote, the world is the agent for the kingdom of Satan. Let me say it again. The world is the agent for the kingdom of Satan. The world is the tool Satan uses, I underline this word, to influence and infect God's people so that we become powerless. Are you staying with me? The world is the tool uh, Satan uses to distract us so we don't give our all to advance God's kingdom. Can we go deeper? So we need scriptures to back this up. First John chapter five, verse 19. First John chapter five, verse 19 is on the screen. I'm going to use the NIV translation. 
we know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under, underline that word, control. The whole world is under control of the evil one. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, I'm going to use the New King James Version. Whose mind, whose mind Satan, the God, small g, of this age, of this world, has blinded who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. The world's aim distract, divert, and consume us so that we don't give our all to advance God's kingdom. But the good news is, he who is in you, Christ, he who is in you, the Holy Spirit, is greater than he, Satan, who is in the world. As in the Bible, 1 John 4, 4, I feel like preaching, but let's go deeper so that we can be overcomers. Somebody say overcomer. Come on, God wants us to be an overcomer. Point number two, love for the world kills the love for the father is in verse 15b if anyone loves the world the love of the father is not in her or uh, in her in him or her the love of god and the love of the earthly things are incompatible and i quote the teaching from my pastor apostle john knew something about the disease of the world he knew the love for the world and the love for the father cannot live in the same heart he knew the moment we let love for the world in our heart it would begin to choke out the love for the father we cannot love the world and love the father at the same time Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, the NIV translation says, No one can serve two masters. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon or money. Uh, you cannot worship money. Uh, it's a false object of worship. So who are you worshiping? What are you worshiping? Come on, let's go deeper. Turn to somebody and say, let's go deeper. First John chapter 2, verse 16, the New King James Version, and I read, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but of, but is of the world. Here, write this down. Satan has no new tricks. Tell somebody, he ain't got no new tricks. He got the same old thing he's going to tempt you with. Tell somebody, Satan has no new tricks tricks no new tricks uh here are the three areas he will tempt you to draw you away from god he used it on adam and eve to doubt god's love and care for them to not to trust in god that's what the devil's trying to do he's trying to keep you from trusting god here it is you've done it i've done it he wants you to question god lord help me somebody 
Have you ever questioned God? That's what he wants you to do. He wants you to question God. And in the very beginning, in Genesis, the first book, in chapter 3, verse 2, where we see the fall of humanity, Satan said to Eve, here's the key word, did God really say? Come on, I'm trying to teach, but I feel my preach coming on. He said, did God really say? There's a question. You must not, and I quote, you must not eat from any tree in the garden. And she began to have a conversation with Satan. She begins to have a conversation with Satan. Temptation comes with a conversation. Here it is. It comes with a conversation. And Eve knew what God had said. She said, and I quote, we can eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit in the midst of the garden, you shall not eat it, nor shall you, I love this word, touch it. She knew. She said, touch it, lest you die. The first temptation, the lust of the flesh. You can see it in Genesis from the very beginning. He don't have no new tricks. The lust of the flesh, to touch it. Here's the temptation of devil. Satan telling her, you are, here he goes, uh, he says, you will not surely die. And he says, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God. You see, you, you will be like God. Here's Satan. You, you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Second temptation, the lust of the eye. You can see it in Genesis. He has no new tricks. And when she saw the lust of the eye, and when, you, and when she saw that it, the tree, was good for food and pleasant, there it is, vision, pleasant to the eyes, the lust of the eye, and pleasant to the eye, and also, this is a key word, desirable. What are you desiring? Desirable for gaining wisdom. Here it is, I underline this word. She took it. What are you taking? She took it and ate it, and also gave it to her husband, who was with her. <laughs> there he is, right there, watching the, watching the conversation. We always blame Eve. Come on, somebody. But Adam was right there and was with her, and he ate it. This goes back to last week's teaching, connection produces imitation. Right there and then, Adam should have stood up and said no and stopped the conversation. You got to know how to stop the conversation. Stop talking and having a conversation with devil. Stop having a conversation with Satan. And Adam, he should have said, honey, let's go. <laughs> That's what he should have done. done. Honey, let's go. God is waiting on us to walk with him in the cool of the day. That's what he should. Honey, we got to get out of here. Let's go walk with God in the cool of the day. We have a choice. Or he could have said, you know, I love you, right? <laughs> That's what he could have said. Adam could have said, you know, I love you, right? <laughs> but I'm not disobeying God. You see, we all have a choice. We all have a choice. Just because you doing it doesn't make it right. And doesn't mean I have to follow you. 
and we know the story when God shows up we see who we see first thing we want to do is who can we blame we don't want to take no responsibility come on tell the truth the first thing we want to do is blame somebody it's the blame game the devil has no new tricks he will tempt you in these three areas the lust of the flesh the lust of the eye and the pride of life we don't want to take the responsibility of our decisions and the devil is a liar he's a liar satan even tried to use this on jesus the same old temptation. I don't got time to go through it, but you look it up in Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 6 in the New King James Version. When he was tempted by the devil, Satan, Jesus had nothing to eat for 40 days and he was hungry. And the devil began to have a conversation. Come on. You want to know how to watch out for the devil? Watch out for the conversation. Watch out for the conversation. See, he just want to have a little talk with you. Somebody say amen. So he was hungry. The devil began to have a conversation to tempt Jesus to eat. It's the power of appetite. Mm. Self-indulgence. And he used doubt and deception and says to Jesus, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. Satan tempts you with your appetite, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh. Come on. And Jesus resisted temptation with the word of God. How do you fight it? With the word of God. How do you fight it? With the word of God. That's why Satan trying to keep you out of the word. He only wants you to look at the word when we come to church on Sunday. But the devil is a liar. Just like you go to the refrigerator at least twice a day, if not three times a day, or seven times a day, as many times you go to the refrigerator, that's all the many times you ought to go into the Word. Oh, Lord, I got to get out of this, Lord. Let me, let me go back to my notes. He tried it. He tried it. He tried it. And Satan tempts with your appetite. And Jesus resisted the temptation with the Word of God. And we know that Jesus is the Word. But he quoted the written word, knowing that the written word would become flesh for us to save us. That's our Jesus. Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Come on, I feel like preaching. You can preach and teach. Yes, I will, Lord. And Jesus is the bread of heaven. Are you staying with me? Let's go deeper. Satan continues and showed Jesus the kingdom of the world in a moment of time to tempt him. He offers Jesus power. <laughs> Ain't he a trip? <laughs> Satan going to try to offer Jesus power. He offers Jesus power. He took Jesus to a high place and said, I will give you this if you worship me. There it is. There's the trick. He wants, he wants you to worship him. That's what he really wants. Because he, he was kicked out of heaven. Somebody say amen. And now he wants to be worshipped. And the pride of life, he says, he wants you to just sell your soul to me. You better hear me this morning. He, he wants you to sell your soul to him. The devil is a liar. And Jesus used the written word again. He said, get behind me, Satan, for it is written, 
You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then Satan tries his third temptation again, pride. The third temptation, the pride of life. He wants to kill Jesus. And here Satan is going to use scripture out of context and misuse the scripture to challenge Jesus' divinity. And Satan said, if, watch that word, if, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. And then Satan, the devil, used a written word and said, it is written. He shall, here's the devil, he's going to use scripture out of context. You better watch preachers just because they're using the Bible doesn't mean it's in context. He says, uh, uh, he, he used the word, he said it's written, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you and in their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against the stone. And Jesus answered and said to him, it has been said you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Verse 13, 13 says, now when the devil had ended every temptation, he has no new tricks. When he had finished every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. What does that mean? That means he's coming back. He's he going to try to tempt you again. He's looking for another opportunity to, 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 to trick you with the only three tools he has. Are you tracking with me? You have a choice today. The Bible says in Matthew 16, 26, I quote from the New King James Version, Jesus said to his disciples, the students of the word, his followers, for what profit is it for a man, for a person, if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man or a person give in exchange for his or her soul? Today, you have an opportunity to walk in the know. You, you have an opportunity. You're here by a divine appointment because God loves you so much. Maybe you're just flicking through. Maybe you're just, you know, just scrolling through. And maybe somebody shared it that knows you. This, this is on purpose because God loves you. And so you have an opportunity to walk in the know. And totally give your life to Christ. If you haven't made a decision to follow Christ, here it is. Don't put it off. This is, your, this is the most important decision you will ever make in life. Do not love the world or the things of the world. But fall in love with Jesus. Fall in love with God. Fall in love because he loves you. God loves us so much that he sent his son. Why are we doing all this? Because we fell in love with Jesus. Why pastor got up here and said, we're going to do a big tent? Because we fell in love with Jesus. And we want you to fall in love in Jesus. Are you here today? Take this moment even now. I'm going to turn over to the pastor, but, but, but take this moment to reflect what God has said. You can sense the presence of God even now. You're finding it even now. Satan wants to put chains around your mind, chains around your body. He wants to wrap you in bondage. But I here today with the mantle of God that will mantle you. His mantle will surround you with his love.
You got a choice today. This morning, open up your heart and let the Lord speak to you. Don't fight it. Open up your heart right now, right now. His presence is in this place. Let the Lord speak to you. Don't run from God. But right now, run to him. Our pastor is going to come as you're reflecting. And may you sense the presence. It's not just emotionalism. It's his presence. His presence is calling your name. God bless you as our pastor. Come put your hands together if this Hallelujah. word ministered to you this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.